This year, as the pandemic raged on, CES went all virtual, but it just wasn't the same. Meanwhile, ISC announced that they will happen in person in June, and Infocom has pushed the whole way to October. Normally, this time of year for marketers, we're at shows and doing pre- and post-show marketing efforts. Now, we're still sitting here. So now what? Join me on this episode of AV Social, where I'm joined by Barb Bleskowski of Avixa to talk about what's happening with marketers and what we should be doing during this vacuum in our calendar. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social number 63. Now what? Support for AV Nation is brought to you by... Sure. Sound extraordinary. Hello, everybody. My name is Dawn Mead, and welcome to the latest episode of AV Social here on avnation.tv. It is the beginning of the year. It's actually February right now. And... CES in January, the big banner event for the start of the year, went all virtual this year. Some things were pretty cool, and they did a great job on a virtual show, but it just wasn't the same. Meanwhile, right now, all of you, at least in Europe and and parts of the world and all of you manufacturers, you should be in or on your way to Europe for ISE, which is the big February event that we all plan our marketing around. And ISE announced it will happen in person this year in Barcelona for the first time in June, so we're not meeting in February. So today we're kind of here to talk about, now what are we doing? This is the time of the year as marketers, you know, if you're a manufacturer or, or a show, you're, you're busy with those massive shows. If you're an integrator, if you're a manufacturer's rep, you're doing the pre-show and post-show follow-ups, maybe organizing local events to talk about what you saw at the show. And now we're sitting at home. So we're going to talk about what happened, what, you know, are virtual events going to be taking over, hybrid events, um, just what are we doing? What are we doing right now and what can we do until the shows come back in June and October and whenever we get to see each other in person? So joining me today as a special guest, we have Barbara Blaskowski from Avixa and, you know, Barbara, you can tell me what your official title is, but everybody just knows she's the Infocom lady. I, mean, <laughs> I like that Infocom lady. Yeah, I'm the uh, senior director of marketing. So. There you go. Marketing Basically, lady, if, if you've been to Infocom, you've seen her in her fabulous shoes. You've seen her running around making <laughs> things happen. And she has a fantastic team there. They all do their part. But uh, when, when you think Infocom anyway, I always think of Barbara. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to have you. Um, Glad to be here. Yeah. So Barbara, what you doing yes. right now? You, you haven't got to oh, go to Vegas or Barcelona wow. or Amsterdam or. <laughs> I know, right. You would think I would just be uh, chilling out, but uh, we're still, you know, we were, we were right at the very beginning. We were about to launch registration when we made the announcement about the postponement, like literally two days away from opening registration. And so, you know, our team's all geared up. We've got emails lined up. We've got social media. We've got graphics. We had this fabulous save the date video. And then it was like, oh, breaks. Wait a second. Hold on. Change the dates. Everything, you know, put the brakes on. And I think 
um, it was kind of a mixture of disappointment and relief. You know, I think, you know, it's been so long since we've had a show um, and it's, you know, it it will have been over two years by the time we get together in October. And so I think there was a little bit of that, like, oh, I want to see my people. But at the same time, kind of like, okay, we've got a little bit more time to plan. We've got a little more time to, to really think about, you know, how do we keep people safe? And from my perspective, how do I communicate that we're keeping people safe at the show? And so, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a, of a, not a shock necessarily, but you kind of feel like, oh man, if I, I thought we were having a show, but uh, I do feel a lot better um, with the October date. I just think that we have a better chance of, of getting more people together and being able to do it safely, I think is, is really the most important thing. I mean, we're obviously concerned about all of our customers, but you know, our own staff too, just making sure that people feel comfortable traveling. Um, we do have a global staff and, you know, we know that some of them aren't going to be able to come because of travel restrictions. So hopefully those things will have eased up a little by October, but you know, it is kind of a wait and see. So, and then as far as, you know, I was really looking forward to Barcelona in February. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, but you know, stupid pandemic. So uh, I think again, it's, it's, you know, Mike Blackman moved the show to where he thought it would be safer for people, for people to be able to get to the show. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just uh, very grateful that we didn't cancel this year um, because we had to cancel last year. And that was, that was honestly heartbreaking. And so I'd much rather have the show later than not at all. So that's kind of where we are right now. There. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned last year, and I know we had a handful of folks from Avixa on right about a month after Infocom. I know you were invited, but I don't know if you sent someone else instead. I'd have to go look back through our, our video archives. I'm pretty sure you were there with Rochelle and- uh, uh, Yes, and Annette. I and think Annette. we were talking yes. about Infocom Connected. Yes. Yeah. So yes. at that time, we talked about, oh my God, we had to cancel everything. <laughs> and these geniuses put together an entire virtual show from scratch in yeah. like a month. So, you know, on the one hand, big relief. We don't have to go with that. Um, but I have noticed over the past year, a lot of folks, and I say folks, cause it isn't always the associations right. and always the manufacturers, but sometimes it is a lot of folks have been putting together these virtual or hybrid events to try to get that trade. I mean, we haven't seen each other for two years. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gone to a local show. Sometimes we haven't even had reps come into our companies that are normally in and out with product or demos or just to say hi and take us out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Lunch and learns. They've all gone by the wayside. And some of us aren't even in the office. Um, do you think that this, this new this new urge or this new um, I guess, popularity of the hybrid events is something that we're going to see continuing past when we're allowed to see each other in person? Or is this just going to be one of those, well, it was the era, it was, you know, we, we just had to at that time. I think it's going to continue. I think one of the, uh, one of the real benefits is, especially this year, some people just aren't going to feel comfortable with traveling and we totally get that. And, but we still want them to be able to experience some part of the show. I mean, there's nothing like going to an in-person show and seeing people. And even though you're not allowed to touch anybody, it's just great to be like in the presence of other people in the industry that, that you really love. And, you know, I think I've said this about a billion times about a virtual show. You can't experience like an LED wall 
um, on your screen and you can't hear audio through my like crappy laptop speakers the way that I'd be able to hear it in an audio demo room. So, you know, those a physical trade show is never going away and a virtual trade show isn't a substitute for that. But I think it does allow people to experience a part of it. And, you know, we've always had the request for people who can't travel to Infocom, you know, can I attend some of the sessions? You know, I'd still like to earn RDUs, you know, are the sessions recorded? So I think it's opened up some possibilities for us that we might've gotten to eventually. It just kind of accelerated that process. Um, right. But I don't think that, you know, having some form of a virtual Infocom is, is going away anytime soon. And, you know, I have to say as a former integrator, but also as an end user right now, I love the fact that we may keep a virtual element in hybrid shows going forward because, um, you know, sometimes it comes down to which three guys can we afford to send Infocom this year or it's on the opposite coast. So maybe we can send one guy. Is it going to be a sales guy or a technical guy? Um, or is it just going to be like the CEO, you know, what, where's the value? So by making those classes virtually available, I love it. Hopefully everyone else will love it. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing too, is that we've realized there's a lot more opportunities than just, you know, Infocom and ISC to reach people. So we've started, um, Avixa has started this power hour series and it covers digital signage and smart buildings and audio, um, and conferencing collaboration. And so it's not like you've got this one opportunity to have Infocom education. We're trying to sprinkle it throughout the year, same topics that we will cover in person at the show more in depth, but to just give people some, some of those hits of education that, you know, I don't think we did as often before. And I think that's really, so we're not less busy. I mean, there's still a lot of content that's being produced, but uh, I think we've become more mindful that there are lots of people that aren't able to travel, don't feel like they're comfortable traveling. It's not their turn to travel. Um, so what, what kind of value can we deliver to our industry beyond just having an in-person show? So I'm like really excited and happy about that. I feel like I'm like, yes, we're delivering more value um, to the industry and to members. And so that's really great. Um, it is a lot more work, but I feel like, you know, I don't have a social life right now anyway. So, you know, why not? <laughs> but, um, and, and they're all recorded so people can watch them later. So we're building up this really big library of content. And then, you know, it builds up to, being in person and being able to take a whole track of something. So you've kind of learned along the way. And then by the time you get to Infocom, it's more of like a 201 instead of kind of that introductory content. So, you know, it's all, but it all leads up to Orlando in October, which I can't wait for. I'm kind of excited about October in Orlando instead of June where, you know, my hair is kind of doing one of these things. So uh, yeah. Good time. We we'll make plans to hit Epcot and eat our way around the world after the show one night. I'm like kind of a Harry Potter nerd. I'm not even kind of a nerd. I'm like oh. super, super Harry Potter. Ah, <laughs> yes, totally. Total Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw love. Yes. Uh, so, oh, yes. Claws represent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, you know, the the Harry Potter thing is like my jam, just kind of like skipping through the skipping through the street, listening to the Harry Potter theme music. So I'll be excited about that. Awesome. I mean, it, you and I will meet up for a butter, butter beer. Yes. Uh, I think the one thing that we've all been kind of mindful of is that having info come in October, 
means that we don't have a whole year and a few months to plan 2022, which will be back in June. So it is going to be a little bit of a crunch. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a little bit of a crunch. I mean, the same thing that you know the the folks at ISC are experiencing moving their show to June. Their next show's in February, so you don't have a runway that you would have had to kind of plan out a lot of really solid marketing. So we are going to be in a situation where we're promoting 22 at the same time that we're still promoting 21. Um, and that, that presents a unique challenge. I think that's when, you know, a really strong brand and a campaign that really speaks to 21 versus 22 really comes into play. So people can make that, you know, initial connection to say, okay, right. They're talking about next June in Orlando versus the event that's coming up um, in some months. So it's important as a marketer, I think, to, to be aware that people are just being pummeled with messages all over. So how can we make sure that we're as clear as possible, especially when we're promoting promoting two shows? Right. And all right. the other things that are happening in the industry, too. I mean, awesome job that uh, Megan Dutta and Tim Albright are doing with EV Network Nation, which has some amazing branding. So as a marketer, I'm like totally in awe. I'm like, awesome name. Um, you know, and then, you know, you look at... Uh, the rave agency launch week. I mean, there's a lot of different um, virtual events out there. And I think that, you know, I think the one thing that has been challenging that you that you can't replace is the human connection. So it's exciting to see like, oh, wow, Dawn's online and, and you know, this person's <laughs> online, but it's not the same really. You know, I think you kind of go for the content. It's really nice to see the speakers. But I feel like that networking component that is such a, you know, it's like the lifeblood of our industry. That is the thing that's really hard to replicate online. And, you know, we've, we're seeing that there are so many virtual events. So how do you, how do you stick out in that kind of, in that kind of scenario? And I find that, you know, for us, it's really authenticity, you know, someone who's willing to go on and really speak from the heart or really give their opinion. I think sometimes people are afraid to get on and they're like, okay, I've, I've got to stick to the party line. I can't, you know, I can't say this. I can't endorse this product or this manufacturer, but that's kind of what people are looking for. You know, I mean, I think that it was really telling when we had the session with the two women who worked on the Lizzo tour, when we opened it up for questions, one of the first questions was, what do you use for ears? I mean, people want to know, like, what is the stuff that you're using? And I think, you know, people that are willing to kind of go out on a limb and talk about those things, I think that's what's making, you know, virtual events really compelling. I think someone who's kind of, you know, going on and doing kind of the same kind of routine that we've seen everywhere, it does start to get old. So, you know, finding the people that are willing to, to have an opinion about stuff, I think is, is really critical when you have a virtual event. Fantastic. So, you know, at this point in time, we're looking ahead to these virtual events and these in-person events. But right now, I mean, it's February, you know, you know, a lot of us have planned our marketing, have planned our, our editorial calendars around ISC, around um, CES, you know, planning coming up on, you know, for June on Infocom. Are there certain things you, you you think you know the manufacturers, the integrators should be looking at doing right now? Take you know, um, I, I personally thought last year when we missed the show, Infocom Avixa, sorry, was it was uh, so gracious and opened up their education library, mm -hmm. so a lot of companies could take that time and fo focus on training. You know, should we be looking at training? Should we be looking at 
you know, just some general touch base marketing that, Hey, we're still here despite the pandemic or, or, you know, do we, do we reach out with a, Hey, save the date because kind of what, what sort of approach would great. you say as a marketer, we should look at for integrators and, and manufacturers that. Great question. So I think that, you know, it, it is that multi-pronged approach that we can't have events in person. You know, I think that it is kind of hard to figure out like which virtual event is really going to be the one that's going to give me the most bang for my buck. And I think they offer different things, you know, it's either thought leadership or brand exposure. And so it's really figuring out, you know, which one are you looking for? And if you are looking for thought leadership, do you have somebody in your organization that is not going to give a pitch, but is really going to be able to say, this is what I see as the future for, you know, the technology that we do. Um, I think that, you know, that really resonates with people to be able to get that future looking, you know, person who is really going to be a thought leader rather than saying, well, my thing is the best because of X, Y, Z. But I think that, you know, there's a combination of that. There's a combination of, you know, doing webinars, sponsoring things that some of the publications are having, I think, you know, is an important thing. We are really fortunate because the system that we have at Infocom, um, once you become an exhibitor, you have a listing that's up as soon as you become an exhibitor until we have the show. So the manufacturers that are with us now are, are already benefiting from having an online listing and having pictures and videos and whatever, which is fantastic for them. I think that, you know, with the amount of content that we're coming up with digitally, because we have a big focus on, on digital, knowing that, you know, physical events are kind of moving around. We are uh, really focused on, you know, on the Invixa website, finding videos that people can watch and learn from, but even, you know, things like Starin's doing videos that's like basic rack building. I think there is a lot of content out there. It's a matter of finding it. And it is a good time to, you know, take a lunch hour or take a Friday and just kind of watch some of this stuff. And sometimes, you know, you watch five minutes and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. And, you know, there's other times where you get into it and you're like, man, this is exactly what I needed. So, you know, we're looking to how do we you know, how do we aggregate all that content so people can find stuff and be like, oh man, I really needed to know this. Here's where it is. I think at the same time, you know, we recognize that there's lots of people who need RUs and who are kind of hoping to get those RUs. I I renew in June and I only have a few left I need to get. And I was planning to get them at the show. Now I'm like, I got to find some webinars. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, we definitely recognize that that's a thing. I mean, people were thinking, man, I can get, because you can get so many RUs at the show. So, you know, we're, we're, we've got some plans. We've got some plans because, you know, that's, that's definitely a need. I was looking, you know, how many people have a CTS expiration that's coming up and they were really planning on, on getting those RUs. So, What can we do, you know, as an association to, to help people out? I think that's, you know, that's one of the great things about working for an association instead of working for a for-profit company. I think we're really looking at the same, as you mentioned last year, opening up all that education for free. You know, how can we help people? We know that they're in this situation. Is there something we can offer online um, that's going to help out? I will give you an insider tip. There is going to be an event in the UK if you want to virtually but it's like at UK Times um, that will offer some RUs called Level Up. So watch watch your inbox for that. It will be at a UK time. You might have to wake up a little early for it, but it is a day full of RUs. So um, it's, and that is, that's out of our UK office for Avixa. And that was something that they said, right, we know people need this, you know, yes, it's kind of a long day online, but man, if you can spend the six hours and get the RUs, it's, it's definitely worth it. 
So because we plan to get them at classes at Barcelona that isn't happening in February. <laughs> right. So you're like, oh my gosh, wait, hang on. I'm just going to do February or June. Now what am I doing? So yeah, same problem, uh, different continent. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So uh, yeah. So they're, they're putting that program together for people too. So it's, it's awesome. Fantastic. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, keep your eye on your inboxes for lots of opportunities for RUs. Oh, yeah. If you Plus, haven't gotten them all yet. Well, and, and also like done, done in a fancy British accent. I mean, how can you say no? So oh, yeah. you, you, you got me there. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, I'm in. you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, watch your inbox. Maybe I'll even tweet something out about it. Oh, yeah. Like the dates and all that, all that good stuff. But yes, just I for you, Dom. Know. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> Listen, you're not the only one in that boat. Trust me. Uh, yeah. the, it, the one good thing, and I will say this, you know, totally self-serving. I'm the first to admit it, but I'm sure some of the listeners out there are also in this boat. I am delighted that we have this extra few months to put together our classes for those of us who are teaching and are inevitably running behind due to work and life and everything. I don't and, believe it. <laughs> This year, I convinced my boss to co-teach a class with me at Infocom, shameless plug. And awesome. Even he was like, oh my God, when are we going to make this class? And he's like, oh, it's in October now. We're good. So, See, the, pr- the problem with that, though, is all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, now it's April. We don't have as much time as we thought we did. Like the time just goes really quickly. You're like, oh man. Or worse, it's, it's September. And <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I sent them my slides, but I need a script. Don, were you totally that kid that was like doing their homework on the back of like school bus seat? Like, okay, wait, almost, almost done. <laughs> I yeah. can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Yeah. Your teacher was probably like, why are there so many holes in Don's homework? I guess that's where the pencil like poked through the paper onto the seat. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm so good at marketing. See, I was able to talk my way through all those and get good grades I, despite that. I bet you were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, you know, if it's, if there's something that happened that you're like, oh, didn't mean that. That was a test. We were testing it out to see how that worked. What? Oh yeah. Email sent at 10 PM instead of 10 AM. That's a test. Just wanted it's to working. see. You never know. It's training students to work under pressure, pressure situations, which is yes. AV integrators we encounter every day on the job site. Just saying. Man, look at you. You just pulled that one out just like that. I love it. Love it. Hashtag marketing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, really, you know, I, when, when I first invited you to be on this show and, and we were going to talk about this, one of the things was ISE had announced their move to June, but Infocom had not yet announced their move to October. And I was going to ask you about that. Like, are you afraid there's going to be some cannibalization of, of your, your customers, your attendees there mm-hmm. um, with the move? Now we have a nice little gap between them, but do you, do you anticipate and, and hopefully the addition of the virtual or the hybrid aspect will give us more attendees mm-hmm. the hybrid or the virtual and the in-person, but do you think there'll be a significant amount of cannibalization? You, you, are we seeing the end of our 44,000, uh, closest friends at the oh, convention gosh, I center? Hope not. I hope not. Cause I'll be, I'll be in big trouble. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I'll admit, yeah, we were at first we thought, uh Oh, you know, two major trade shows for our industry in the same month, that's going to be a tough one. But then when you look at it and the number of people they get from the U S the number we get from Europe, it is actually very little overlap. And we were actually surprised to find the number of people that don't go to both shows in general. So 
Yeah, we were worried. But at the same time, if you think, right, ISE is serving the European market and we're serving the U.S., it really wasn't going to be as bad as people had predicted. I think now, you know, with the separation, it, it actually gives people an opportunity to do both, which is great. Um, but yes, you're right. The hybrid, I think, really gives people a chance to consume content where they are. And, you know, what I hope is that there are people that never went to the show before, they experience it online, and they're like, this might be worth checking out in person. So um, it's a great opportunity, I think, for our customers to be able to widen their net and to be able to, you know, meet some people virtually online that have never, you know, they've never seen in person. And I think it's then, you know, a marketer's responsibility to nurture those people to say, how do I turn you from a virtual attendee into a physical attendee? So I think it's actually, it's going to help us in the long run to get the show to be even bigger. So I got high hopes. You got a challenge and you're like raring to take it on. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I'm like, I will find you. Uh, but, you know, I think. Barbara I think that's has really a very it. particular set of skills, folks. So. <laughs> um, but I think that's really one of the cool things is that we know there are people that come to the show every year. There's people that come to the show every other year. You know, there are Orlando people or there are Vegas people or you know, you don't have a project this year where you need to come to the show. This actually gives you the opportunity to experience the show every year. Now, if, if it's not your year, come virtually, or if you've never been, I mean, I know there's people that I'm, you know, friendly with or that I know online um, that will be able to experience the show for the first time. So that's a, that's a cool thing. That's so, you know, we've got some, some interesting plans on how do you, you know, experience the show floor from your home. So I think it's going to be a challenge, but also could be super cool. So awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it personally, whether my travel company travel restrictions are lifted and I can be there in person or hey. you guys hook me up for some virtual teaching or however we work. Oh. It out. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of our viewers, listeners are looking forward to it as well. Folks out there, if you're with a manufacturer, keep on plugging with your marketing. These shows will come back and you will not lose the opportunity if you're with an integrator still reach out to your customers. Tell them, hey, the world's nuts. Everything's postponed. But let me tell you what we can help you with in the meantime while you adjust to this. Kind well, of. we were surprised because we um, we send out a little a little welcome to, kit to our exhibitors. But we realized that some people aren't in their offices. You know, they're, they're at home. So we did send out a note saying, hey, you know, we'd like to send you something. Can we send it to your house? And man, as soon as you tell people that you're going to give them a gift... They're like, how do I give you my address even quicker? Um, and I've gotten some things from manufacturers and, and other show organizers. And it is actually kind of cool to get something in the mail and not just get something in email, no matter how small it is. Someone sent me like a little door hanger, you know, so when you're having a conference call, it, it says do not disturb, which I thought was such a cute, cheap idea. But, you know, we've got masks from people or hand sanitizer, just stuff that's really useful, but it does keep you top of mind. And then I think, you know, who doesn't like being present? So I think that's the stuff that really sticks out. I will say there is one manufacturer in our industry, and I don't know if I'm allowed to name names, but they're awesome. I got a packet of microwave popcorn in the mail Ooh. in the summer of last year saying, we know you can't be with us at the trade show, but we hope you'll join us on the online event and to keep you engaged at the online event, here's some popcorn for you to eat while you're watching 
love it. Classes. And it was a fantastic, because I wasn't expecting it, you know, just then free popcorn, you know. Totally. I think that's the kind of stuff though. It surprises people. And then you're like, oh, wow. I mean, it, you do, you do have some brand affinity with people who, who are really thinking about, you know, how do I reach somebody in a non-traditional way? Or in, I mean, that happened last summer and you still remember that. So, I mean, what does that say? How much did that really cost them to do, but it's still stuck in your brain? That is like the most meaningful marketing you can do. So props to whoever that marketing person was. Way to go. Love it. They're, they're one of, they're one of our stalwarts. I, you know, I'm not sure I could mention them, but uh, they have three <laughs> letters in their, they have three letters in their name and they're run by an awesome woman named Jan. So, um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler alert. Anyone in the industry, you can figure this out. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, props to Jan. That's, uh, that's awesome. I love that. Well, I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about me with talking with me about this today, Barbara. It's of Friday. course. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure it's going to come off that I've got this weird Pollyanna attitude that like, it's all good. You know, we'll figure it out. I mean, it's tough. You know, it is tough for marketers out there and it's tough to figure out, you know, how do I reach people? We haven't had trade shows for so long. There's only so much online you can do. There's only so much Zoom you can do. But I think there's still opportunities out there for people to, to stick out, you know, and I think it, it is that persistence of, of being top of mind with your customers and just reaching out to people and saying, hey, we are still here. Thank you for being a customer. I think that that really resonates with people, uh, especially when people are feeling so isolated and and not able to see people. It is it is nice, even if it's just a bag of popcorn. So. <laughs> Keep on trucking, marketers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Barbara, tell folks where they can find you or Avixa or Infocom the show. Plug anything Infocom you want here, basically. Yes. Uh, Infocom is at infocomshow.org. Uh, Avixa is avixa.org. And you can reach me on Twitter at barbxg, where I will be tweeting out some dates of things where you can earn some RUs. Fantastic. Keep an eye out on that, folks. Well, uh, we are at the end of our show. I would encourage everybody to check out Barbara's tweets, to check out our site here at avnation.tv. We have a great underwriters section uh, for companies like I think the aforementioned popcorn company um, and many other manufacturers who allow us to do what we do here at AV Nation. I'm Dawn Mead. You know me. Uh, hopefully you love me or at least like me. Uh, you can find it. me online at AV Dawn or Dawn Mead with an E on the end. Won't tell you where I work or I'd have to kill you. But uh, in the meantime, keep on marketing, keep on being social, and we'll see you around next time here on AV Social. Bye.